Thanks for joining us on Sample Radio, Zach Milbank here and with me today is the 100 gamer for round 8 of the Sample Statewide Super League. It is Glenelg captain Chris Curran. Cuz, uh, congratulations on triple figures. Thanks very much mate. Uh, I probably didn't think I'd get to this point after a few tough years but yeah, good to finally make it. Certainly a true warrior and yeah, as you say, yeah, you've had to work really hard and battled uh, a lot of injury along the journey as we'll get to along the point. But uh, originally from Horsham, how the heck did you find yourself at the Glenelg Footy Club? Um, I think there's a few boys here um, playing sort of under-19s and then moving up to the senior ranks from Horsham when I first came. Um, and there was some sort of connection between someone in Horsham and, and Glenelg. So, um, yeah, as soon as I finished my footy in the, the TAC Cup, it seemed pretty appealing to come over here and play footy and got into uni here as well, so um, here I am, still did, here. Did you think you'd still be here um, all this time later? Um, probably didn't think so, I didn't know what to think at the start. We were sort of top of the ladder and played my first year in the twos and thought I'd probably never play a league game, let alone 100, so um, yeah, to still be here. Um, wouldn't have thought of it at that time, no. Yeah. And uh, the day, as you say, you had to plug away and um, earn your penance in the reserves, which uh, we don't always see these days in the Sample Statewide Super League, so it's really good to see these great uh, success stories follow through when there is a bit of perseverance and persistence. But uh, that debut ended up coming in round three of 2011, uh, a win against Nord. What are your memories of the day? Um, yeah, just pretty uh, nervous young man. Uh, I think there was nine and a half thousand there uh, that night, so um, both teams going pretty well. Um, yeah, I just remember the crowd really and not getting much of the ball, but we got the win, so that was the main thing. <laughs> Did you get how many touches we, and were you playing back? Yeah, yeah, down back. I think I played with um, full back against Sammy Rudolph's. Um, yeah, uh, wife went into oh. went into labour, so um, started at full back and wouldn't have had many. Just tried <laughs> to get the fists in there. So when did you find out you were playing? Given that all that happened so late, um, might have been the f- might have been the Thursday, I reckon. Mm. Um, yeah, and we would have trained the, the Thursday night and mm. played the Friday night. Do you remember who you stood from the Red Legs? can't remember, nah. nah. <laughs> obviously not uh, sticking in the mind, but uh, at least that obviously means they didn't do a number on you. Uh, yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, um, and then obviously um, had to um, started to establish yourself in the league team over the next couple of years, but then a really wretched run with injury, in particular your hamstring. Um, just tell the listeners about uh, what unfolded there, Chris. Uh, so I guess, yeah, problem started 2014, um, round one actually kicked Zane Kirkwood in his knee um, and that sort of yeah, ended up my year. That year had foot surgery, um, missed the whole 2014. Um, 2015 played with a hot spot in my foot um, because of that um, and then sort of 2016 I think just because of, because of the pressure I was putting on um, my other side, my, uh, yeah, my, left, my left hammy blew up. Um, I played four games at the start of 2016 and and that was it for that year. So, um, yeah, I think missing 2014 it was obviously tough, but I was sort of young and naive and thought I'd sort of come back um, bigger, bigger and stronger. But it was sort of a big rehab with that injury, and obviously had sort of took me two years to get over the foot. So, um, yeah, that was alright. But obviously, the one in 2016, the hammy, that was sort of a tough, tough one to get through. Pretty serious from memory. Um, what? Uh, yeah, can you detail what actually happened with it? Yeah, so it was just, a, I guess, a wear and tear type thing, as I said, from probably overloading that side from 
um, basically sort of playing on, on one leg, um, running around with a bad foot. Um, so it was just to get, I guess, a continual breakdown of that mm. tendon and then just ended up torn and mm. um, needed a, a decent stint of getting sort of that whole leg by that point um, strong again and to get back to running and been able to play a game of footy. Yeah, and um, throughout that whole time, that whole three-year period, what was going through your mind and what really encouraged you to stick at it and, I guess, get back to where you are now? Uh, yes, yeah, so as I said, it had a big effect on me, I guess, mentally, and probably through 2016 because of that, I thought it'd be probably time to um, pull the pin and thought even, you know, physically, if I could get back to running, I probably wouldn't be able to get a kick anyway after missing so much. Um, but I guess what always drove me was the boys that, are, that were here and that were you know, sort of playing in a lot of losses. So Proudy, Snooky, mm. um, Lockie Earl, Brattles, all the guys I started with, I thought I could come back and sort of help them mm. get some more wins. Um, so that was the number one thing that kept driving me. And I think Matty Loken at the time was um, big for me and he mm -hmm. probably wouldn't realise, I guess, the impact he had at that time. But he helped keep me sane and mm. um, encouraged me to to come back and Paul Sandico was the same so yeah. um, between or sort of all that motivation and mm. push through. And I guess all of those guys that you mentioned and played a lot of footy and through some hard times uh, must be really uh, fulfilling, I know it's early days but you're winning a bit now and the group's starting to come together. Yeah exactly so I guess that was the the point of it all and um, yeah just I guess our win-loss records were, were pretty bad for a while there, all mm. of us guys so um, it is pleasing to go into a game of footy and um, sort of know or think you're going to win rather than mm. actually hope that you're going to win. So yeah. it's a different feeling and a good feeling. Yeah. And was there always that feeling that that might come together at some point when you guys all got games under your belt and worked together as a unit? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think just getting the same group of guys together and then sort of just topping out with bits and pieces like Jesse White and, yeah. and Marlon Motlop and those guys were the key. But we've all stuck together and no one really left at the the end of last year um, so it is just continuity at this yeah. level and trying to keep the same guys together and your form's really gone through the roof um, in the last couple of years in particular um, you're reading the play so well your intercept marking is a real feature of your game yeah so it's just something I've always worked on always um, sort of practice when I came back from that foot injury I was trying to cement my spot as an intercept marker and I've sort of practiced it sort of every week since and a lot of it's just confidence and, um, yeah, just, I guess, playing with that confidence and um, obviously with Stoney um, coming along and bringing what, he, what he's bought, I guess, mm. footy-wise, it sort of helped me play my role and um, accentuated my role a bit too. And uh, playing really well in tandem with Maxi Proud, obviously the other key pillar back there, and both of you are fantastic to play for the West End State team a couple of weeks ago too. Yeah, yeah, so we always refer to ourselves as a package deal, I think. <laughs> Max's old man Tony says that whenever Max is, uh, plays well, I play better than him. But which I don't think is true, but it's definitely true that um, you know, I, you know, sort of wouldn't be half a player. I don't think without Max, it's just um, he looks after me out there, and um, maybe I do the same for him. And the captaincy this year, obviously, very proud moment for you to be wearing the number five Guernsey uh, in your own right as the sole skipper. Yeah, it is. It's um, yeah, a bit crazy when I initially sort of first thought about it and as, as we talked about before coming from Vic I sort of had no idea about sample footy and Glenelg footy or, or anything so to come over here learn about um, in particular Peter Supercary and his impact on 
um, you know, the history of football. Um, it's pretty amazing, so I guess where he's jumping now. Great to have him around the club now as well, obviously uh, part of the board. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be, um, you know, we love Chiggy, but um, change can be, always be good. And Super's a great man, humble man. So, um, yeah, always good to see him around the place. And big game for the 100th as well against uh, arch-rival Port Adelaide here at the Bay as well. So it's all the scene is set for you. Yeah, that's right. Um, speaking of history, so obviously it goes a long way back. Um, Sunday Arbor, hopefully a big, big crowd here. Um, both teams playing good footy, so yeah, hopefully if you get down here. Well, Chris, thanks very much for your time on Sample Radio, and once again, all the best for the 100th game against Port Adelaide here at the ACH Group Stadium on Sunday. Appreciate it, Zach. Thank you.